episode 458 of the Pop Culture Roundtable, the podcast that's lacing up and getting prepped for Creative South. In this episode, we talk about speedrun, Oscars trivia, and the slap heard round the world. I'm Andrew Sale. I'm Lauren Rubin. And I'm Patrick Hill. So get ready to break some bread and hug some necks, because it's time for another episode. Or, I mean, or strangle some necks. kick off every episode by going around the table, which is where we talk about things that are new, fun, and noteworthy about our weeks. Lauren, you have two weeks to catch us up on, so why don't you go first? Yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, I had a lot happen in the last few weeks. I got, like, really sick. Can we pause for just one second? I love hearing you talk. I do. Andrew, (laughs) the design on that glass just looks like it has a big pocket of mold just right on top of whatever you're drinking. I, I realize it's better? a dinosaur thing, but if you, yeah, when it was turning, you just saw the back of it. It just looked like a, yes, ugh, <laughs> ugh, I hate it. Okay, go away. That's Beautiful fine. dinosaur. But anyway, Lauren, super <laughs> glad you're back. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, so I had the flu kind of in between uh, when we recorded episodes. Uh, and so I was like really behind on work and everything, which is part of why I missed last week. And then I also went to Florida to visit my mom. So I just like needed some time. So thank you guys for uh, helping me out. <laughs> Have you ever I was, seen an orange tree in Florida? Not around where my mom lives. No. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen groves of them, but yes, I've seen yeah. plenty orange trees. I just, I don't think I've ever seen one in Florida. You, yeah. cause when you go to Florida, I, I you only go have. to Disney. <laughs> in other times. Yeah. We're going to take you to an orange farm then. <laughs> we'll we'll uh, check the box for both Who of us. Who you really need to be thanking Lauren is Tracy. For coming on. And- yes, this. Thank you very much, Tracy. It was very fun to listen to the episode, and Tracy is much, much, much cooler than me. So, <laughs> thank you for letting me come back. <laughs> She's cool in a different way. Yeah. She's cool. Yeah. You guys are just different. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> she doesn't get paid uh, more than you. Her pay is just different than yours. <laughs> it's uh, my mom always says, uh, "Fair is not equal." It's one of those things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a great episode. I had fun listening. Uh, So some cool things that have been going on in the last two weeks. Uh, This is definitely like the most fun for me. Uh, I got tickets to go to Star Wars Celebration. They uh, added extra tickets. And I was like, screw it. I'm just going to try and get one. And the force was with me. And I actually got a four-day ticket. And I'm so freaking excited. Uh, I've wanted to go for forever. And like, I just like got lucky. And um. Kate will be there. I know a couple other people who are going to be there anyway. So I was like, uh, I'm just going to see if I can get a ticket and make it work. And so I got one and now I'm going to be going there. And I am so excited. Also, like the weekend that Obi-Wan comes out, it's going to be so much fun. I am already started making a new costume. So uh, just really, really, really excited to be going to the convention just for fun. Is it in like Chicago? Uh, Anaheim. It's in. It goes. It's either Orlando or Anaheim. Those are the two that it Mm -hmm. vacillates between. So not Chicago. They have had it in Chicago before. They've They've never had had it in Chicago. They've never had. Yeah, at least one year. Yeah. No, I think because if that's Patrick correct, then it's never happened. (laughs) So genuinely, (laughs) there was a year that we applied uh, as press, and uh, we ended up. 
basically uh, stopping the process because we realized we just couldn't afford to go. Yes. <laughs> but but I, think, I think literally the year we applied was in Chicago. And so because of that, it's just burned in my mind that it's always in Chicago. But that was yeah. a long time ago. That's been a minute. That was back when people gave us press creds to do things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least uh, Bamtrap said it was in Chicago in 2019, so it was I, it was true. <laughs> well, because Mavtrav says it, it's all a conspiracy. Kate They're also all just, said it, so uh, I don't trust experts. any of them. Any of them. <laughs> Google might say it, but you can uh, verify yeah. on your own later. Uh, but I'm very excited to be going to that. If anyone has like tips or things that like they think are really cool that I shouldn't miss and all that stuff, let me know because uh, I've never been. I'm just excited to get a chance to go because I'm just going for fun. I'm not going to have to be behind a table. I get to like actually enjoy a convention, which I have not done in like forever now. So I'm very, very, very excited to do Are this. Are you bringing a laser sword? Uh, depends what costumes I decide to bring. <laughs> Can't any character have a laser sword nowadays? I used to, used to think true? that it was like a Jedi and a Sith only, but we have clearly that, that, Canon has been if shot. You, uh, all to hell. If you believe, um, what was it? Visions. Yeah. Any, basically, anybody can have. Literally, droids, anybody can pick it up it. and have it. Yeah. It's you yeah, can get them at pawn shops now, like in the Star yeah. Wars universe. Maybe I'll buy a cooler one there instead because uh, I have like a really. You like, can borrow those really mine. Lame ones that like you flick. No, no. And, like, you can borrow down. the one I, I built. One you can borrow the one oh, I nice. built at uh, Galaxy's Edge if you want to. Nice. I have all yes. of the kyber crystals, too. So any color you want. Oh, you can, nice. Yeah. Okay, so okay. I'm going to remember that because okay. I've got at least one costume planned, but it's like four days, so I'm going to have to make at least one more. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so then uh, I've been watching a lot of TV. Like I said, I was sick and then uh, kind of catching up on work. Uh, so I've got three new TV shows that I will talk about. Um, one is I one that I think, Andrew, you might have brought up before, but I liked it so much that I just want to like bring it up again. And that's Arcane. That's on Netflix. Yes. Um, holy crap. This show is so, so, so good. So Thank good. You. So good. Yeah. Um, it's like I don't know anything about League of Legends at all. I still don't, even though I watched this whole series like once and a half already. Uh, and like uh, I didn't even know like how many characters, like what characters came from the game or not. I knew two of the characters ahead of time just because I've seen people do them at conventions. So I was like, oh, cool costume. What are you dressed as? And that was the only reason I knew anything. Mm -hmm. um, but this works as an origin story for the characters in the game. So even if you're not familiar, it kind of works as a starting point because this is the beginning of any right. stories that have existed. So it don't need to know anything about the game. Like I was actually really surprised afterwards to find out how much stuff is made up for the show and isn't in the game. There's characters that I was like, oh, absolutely, that must be a character. Like, there's that, like, um, one lady who, like, has the robotic arm that, like, they put the juice in or whatever. Mm -hmm. She's not a character. And I was like, that's shocking. Seems perfect for this, like, fighting game type thing. They'll like, probably incorporate them in because they're already working yes. in season two. But it's just crazy hearing that they have, like, hundreds of characters to choose from already and then so many characters and other things are new for this show. So yeah. I feel like it is very easy to um, jump in as somebody who's like zero familiar familiarity. What yeah. word am I trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was in there. Uh, it's similar to like, uh, you know, how I, I told you about that game that I can't remember. I, like the name is escaping me right now. Um, but that game that I bought, it's like a role playing uh, video game on switch. That's part of a, a the league um, league of legends, like, like story. Like they have all these different games or whatever. And Oh yeah. 
only one or two of those characters are from the actual game. So it's like this expanded universe where they're okay. allowing people to create characters as they're creating these stories, which is pretty cool, I think. I think that's great because, like, the story of this show is so good. Like, no one can ever say, like, you can't adapt a video game to, like, any, like, a movie or whatever anymore because this is nuts. And I, I loved how much, like, it felt like Game of Thrones in some ways where, like, you're, you get the story from a bunch of different characters' perspectives that are in different positions of, like, power or on different sides of a conflict. So, like, you understand it in a way that is, like, really cool by the end of the series because like you're kind of seeing it from all angles and like I didn't really know who to root for necessarily because like I liked every character or like understood where they were coming from at least you know enough to be like oh like god do they have to go like you know what I mean like it was yeah. it's really really good show I agree I absolutely good. loved it uh so definitely check that one out uh easy to do on Netflix it'll be a while I think before season two comes out but there is one coming eventually which is great because uh dying to know what happens next <laughs> Um, and then uh, two new ones that are like fresh off the presses or whatever uh, that have just come out recently. Um, Minx on HBO is really, really funny. It is a um, show about the world's first feminist erotic magazine. So uh, lots, oh, yes. and lots of male nudity. Um, but it's Good. really funny. I honestly found it to be like much funnier than it is like sexy. I wouldn't show it to your kids or anything, but like I watched it with my mom and it wasn't too awkward. So like. I think it's like a lot more leaning on like the humor side of it than like trying to be like really uh, super scandalous, I guess, <laughs> you know, like Bridgerton has a lot more sex than this show has had. <laughs> what about ween? That's what he's many, saying. many, 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 many penises are in this show, <laughs> Great. Um, but it's it, really funny. I really like it so far. The only actor I know from it is Jake Johnson. And he's very yes. funny in it. And it's hilarious because, like, I think he's very cute, very charming actor, and they make him look so disgusting in this show, which is hilarious because, like, he's a very attractive guy. Like, but it like fits his character to be like kind of grosser. Like, his hair's too long, and he like needs a shave, kind of, or like a haircut and everything. It's just funny that like he's still very charming, but like he looks so gross. <laughs> Wait, you but, said it's who? Michael Rappaport? Jake Johnson. Oh <laughs> yeah. Who is Which Michael is a great Rappaport? name uh, for this show. You know who that is. Okay. That's why I asked. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, okay. I'm trying to think the best way to describe it to you because he was on Friends. He was the cop that Phoebe dated. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, okay. The guy with the curly, the tight curly locks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was a funny way to explain that. <laughs> it was the right. most direct route. For Andrew to know who I was talking about. <laughs> hey, like it works. You you knew the way to like make him understand. It was perfect. It's all about uh, okay, knowing so, your audience. Yeah. Last but not least, the last show that I want to mention is uh, the new Halo show on Paramount Plus. I am finally using that subscription for more than Drag Race and Star Trek. It is really cool. Uh, I am not like the biggest Halo fan in the world. I played the first game a lot, but then like after that, I didn't really own an Xbox, so I haven't played much of the other games i've seen people play parts of the other ones but never played them myself so like i'm it's this is a lot like fresher to me than like a lot of other things like i don't know the whole or like remember most of the backstory other than like the very very basics um and like i think they did a great job with this pilot episode it was like really exciting um like can I say after one episode, this is worth like your Paramount Plus subscription? I don't know, because like I would rather wait at least a couple more to say that. But I did think this was a really good kickoff. Like they've clearly spent a ton of money on this show. Like it is 
like they've been working on it for forever. And I like I, I read online that like a lot of like hardcore Halo fans aren't very happy with it because they're kind of changing or tweaking things, I think, uh, from the lore of the show. Like, sure. um, I don't want to say what they are in case like it's a spoiler, um, but like I found it compelling in twists, but like I'm not uh, very attached to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I I know it's uh, I, I don't follow it very closely, but I kind of follow what happens in the Halo subreddit. And uh, there were several people talking about how odd it was that um, that they haven't done any tie-ins to the, the current game that's out. Uh, and mm-hmm. there hasn't really been any advertising. And this is funny to say because some people say this is a positive. But there hasn't been any like cross-promotion within the game. There hasn't been like any exclusive items offered in the game that tie back to the show franchise. And so I think everyone's been very surprised at the, the seeming lack of intentionality of cross promoting the entities or even just using the game as a vehicle to push people into the show. It comes across as like the game is one thing and the show is another thing and they're not really talking to each other. That's probably a good point to, to bring up because like, yeah, it definitely felt at least who knows if it might like break out more after like the pilot because like that might have been planned much long much longer ago so like that script might have been like locked in and then it's gonna like expand towards things that might work better i'm not sure like i don't really i can't really guess where this is going i'm just kind of like along for the ride but i i did definitely like enjoy the first episode it looks really good um it was exciting. Uh, cool casting, I think, for some of the characters, mm-hmm. and I'm 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 definitely going to be like watching it week to week. Like I'm excited to see where it goes. They cast a uh, serious Cortana, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> perfect casting. <laughs> well, that's it for me, Patrick. I'm going to pass it to you. Awesome. I Christian, do you want me to clap again? Because I will. Here you go. Oh my gosh, I can clap all day. Mackenzie's gonna text me and just say like, "Why the f do you keep clapping?" That's what's tell her say. that I did. Tell her I just did a backflip. Oh, I was gonna <laughs> say, tell her you're happy and you know it. <laughs> these are these are all. I'm just gonna tell her I have that uh, Chris Rock Will Smith video on repeat up here. Um, okay, <laughs> t- t- one show and one incredibly brief mention. Uh, the the movie I should say. I watched Jackass Forever this week. So someone threw in our channel that it actually uh, hit the streaming service. I thought we were going to have to wait um, uh, until like the 29th of this month uh, in order to see it. But no, it dropped last week. Uh, This is Jackass Forever with all of the people that you think are in it. Um, Minus Bam. Bam is not in it. Uh, There was a... uh, He was initially uh, in a couple of the sketches. They had started filming... Uh, and then there was, he, he, he failed, a, my understanding is he failed a drug test, which one of the things he'd agreed to was to take regular drug tests. He failed a drug test. They kicked him off the set. He kind of exploded over this and like threatened people's lives. And then it, it for sure got shut down. Uh, so wow. he's not in like the movie at all. Like publicly threatened lives. Yes. Yeah. Like now, on Twitter and went yes. off the deep end. Like, attacking Jeff Tremaine and attacking Knoxville and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, like, Knoxville and stuff sided with Tremaine, and, and it's it's all horrible. Now, I will say there is a little bit of, like, he's actually still pursuing this, I think, in the legal system, saying that the reason he failed a drug test was not due to an illegal drug, but to a prescribed drug. And so, like, that's a whole other situation we won't get into. But I will say the, the one time you see Bam... <laughs> 
there is a uh, skit that happens um, with people dressed up like a marching band, and they're they're stepping on this like very fast treadmill that's like rocketing them off. He's in that skit. I didn't even realize he was in the skit after the movie I was reading, and someone mentioned it, so I didn't even yeah. notice him in it. He makes it into that one at the end. This is the part that's probably a bit tougher to understand fully. But at the end of the movie, they have like, I feel like it's eight minutes or 10 minutes of classic jackass footage that they're showing. And a lot of it is because they're actually showing how they did callbacks in the latest movie to the old footage. Uh, Bam is not in any of that footage as well. Um, so that, that I found more surprising just because he obviously is a part of the history. Did they mask him out or were they just really diligent in combing through footage that just happened to not have him in it? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like, (laughs) yeah, it's not like there's a hole cut out with like a person or something. No, no, it was just No, but you can digitally mask people out where there's not a hole. I know. know. No, it was, uh, they were just very specific about not, not uh, showing him. So um, obviously they do uh, pay tribute to Ryan Dunn at the end. uh, But um, wow. Bam is like very cut out. Okay. Outside of that, very, very, uh, I, well, let me, it's what you would expect in the best way. <laughs> Knowing that these are aging people, um, you would assume that the, 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 whatever factor would go down, that the stunts wouldn't be quite the as dangerous. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you have lawyers and, and you have, mm-hmm. uh, production studios involved. These you have people bad have to hips. Carry in, they have to carry insurance, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, uh, you would assume that a lot of that stuff would just uh, uh, be brought down. And, and I, I don't think it was. It was actually surprising mm-hmm. some of the stuff they did. I think only two times people were taken away in ambulances. But it gives you an idea of how serious uh, these were. They also brought in a uh, kind of new crew of people. So for the amount of original cast there was, they had basically the same number of new cast as well. And some of them uh, are just amazing. One of the standouts for me is actually Rachel Wolfson, who's the first female to be uh, Mm -hmm. part of the like jackass crew. And she was, uh, she's like incredible. uh, Awesome. So um, the show itself, uh, uh, a couple firsts. One, it's uh, one of the first uh, buttholes I remember seeing uh, in a movie (laughs) that I've watched. Um, but, but certainly uh, not the last. I, I can't imagine it's going to be the last. I, I, um, yeah, I untold numbers forward. after that. Time marches yeah. forward. Um, but yeah, I, very funny. I actually watched it with my wife. This is something I would not expect Mackenzie to enjoy at yeah. all. And uh, she watched the whole thing. She laughed at a lot of it. Uh, one of the... It's just the, like America's Funniest Home Videos, but like meaner. Like <laughs> I, I don't think I would call it mean. I mean more well, dangerous I, I, and, I, like 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 or more aggressive let's put it that yes. way like <laughs> any amount say, of buttholes is definitely more aggressive than america's <laughs> funniest home videos yeah well, they, intentional. like <laughs> they shot bob Saget down over that idea um <laughs> so and this this is the last thing i want to say about it one of the sketches in it which the sketch i believe is called silence of the lambs is probably in my top three best jackass sketches i've ever seen over any of the shows, any of the movies, anything, it is incredible. So, what streaming like, service is it on? That's what the, everyone's clamoring. I mean, I think it's on. Is it on Paramount Plus? Ah, probably Paramount <laughs> Plus. So. Sounds great. Uh, Kate Carlson says a lot of male nudity uh, in that intro. 
Yes, but also in the rest of it as well. <laughs> um, by the way, they sprinkled in- throughout. <laughs> they involved a lot of great celebrities, uh, uh, the, and the celebrities that showed up like showed up. Like these people came not just to be bystanders, but to participate. I was actually surprised to the level that some of the celebrities. Dame Judi Dench. Not what? Not not no not Dame Judi Dench. <laughs> this just Andrew's go to. Um, I would love that. But it's people I would love know, to see Dame Judi Dench walking through a hall and then a massive hand swing around and slap her. <laughs> <laughs> that happened to Machine Gun Kelly instead, but close. Okay. Oh, it's um, out plus. It's it's really enjoyable if you think you're going to like this. And if you don't think you're going to like this, you won't. This isn't going to win over new people to the franchise. <laughs> this yeah. is this is uh the It's the, fan service at its finest. Yes, it's it's No Way Home or whatever. <laughs> that's yeah. that's what this is. It's the No Way Home of Jackass. Yeah. That's what's going to happen in in this movie. So, um, but supremely enjoyable. And for those that don't like uh, the really really gross out stuff, meaning like like vomit and like bull semen and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Well, well, you have to exclude that one. Uh, that's not in this one. So ju- just to know, it's actually in some ways less gross than some of the previous ones. Just throwing that out there for anybody that like some of that stuff was over the top in the past, but okay. um, but yeah, that's uh, Jackass. Uh, Outside of that, have y'all? This is a guilty pleasure, but have y'all seen that whole like is it cake show? Yeah, I heard about it. I have oh. not watched it oh yet. My, I watched oh it at your gosh. house. <laughs> yeah, you know you did. I went and finished it. Um, embarrassingly, it's pretty impressive. It's pretty. I, pretty I impressive. was excited because it has Mikey Day. Who I love on SNL. He's he's mm-hmm. one of my um he's one of my favorite cast members from SNL. And then it had other people like uh in the previews, you, you see like Heidi Gardner, who's also SNL, but you also see um uh, I'm blanking on some names right now, but other comedians that you're familiar with. Billy uh Bobby Moynihan. Uh, Billy Bobby Moynihan. Billy Bobby and Moynihan. <laughs> so knowing that these people are involved, I expected this to be a bit more of a bit more self-aware, maybe <laughs> a bit more making fun of of the genre of food competition shows while still being a food competition show. Uh, surprisingly, it it doesn't seem to be really riffing on the source material, other than playing true to the source material. So it very much is um, kind of it, it, it. I don't know. Like it doesn't really do anything different in that regard. So I was excited for Mikey Day and the people involved. I don't necessarily think that they influenced it very much, but it's still impressive craftsmanship. So if you want something to binge over the course of a day, it's something you binge over the day. Um, Aaron Pfeiffer says, this is my first time watching the podcast on Twitch. I thought this was pop culture. Um, So far, we've talked about penises and buttholes. Listen, (laughs) 80% of pop culture is penises and buttholes. Solid 80%. At least least one thing we mentioned each mentioned so far. So, Andrew, you need to keep up our streak. (laughs) Nope. I decided to filter that. All right, Andrew. (laughs) Hey, Hey, live editing. Look at you. You're learning. Ah. It's taken eight years, but you know what? We're getting there. We're making progress. We are getting there. So, on that (laughs) note, uh, Andrew, go ahead and finish us up. Um, So... Uh, on the on your topic of jackass, just a question uh, that's kind of a, a crossover, Oscars question. Tony Hawk, Sean uh, <laughs> White, and uh, Slater walk into a bar. No, what's his name? Uh, something Slater, the the surfer, Kelly Slater. Um, the, Kelly yeah. Slater. the three of them 
walked the red aisle together. The red aisle? Is that what they call it? The red carpet? I think that was a scene in Game of Thrones or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't the, remember. They all went to the red wedding together. Um, but there was a photo taken the red of them on the aisle at the red wedding. <laughs> there was a uh, a photo taken of the of the three of them together on the red carpet, and Tony Hawk had a cane. Is that a necessary cane, or was that a fashion cane? A la it was a Willy uh, Wonka style boys, cane. Boys like, to Men, nineteen ninety seven. Like broke his femur three weeks ago. Okay, oh. so it's a or necessary like a month cane. Ago. I didn't realize this because a lot of people have asked, how is he already walking? But apparently with a femur break, you need to like put weight on it pretty quickly. It's like part of the healing process. You like need Mm. to be mobile with it. So he literally broke his femur like three weeks ago, a month ago, something like that. I couldn't believe like how, because I didn't see any of the red carpet, but I saw him during the Oscars and I couldn't believe how. Like, I, I probably wouldn't have even realized it in the moment um, yeah. that, that anything was wrong. But, yeah, he he had, like, a, a major break. No, okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that because I only saw him, like, do the present, like, uh, presentation, you know. So I, I didn't watch yeah. the a lot of the pre-show. Yeah. Uh, I think it was, I can't, can't remember it was, someone posted a picture of it and said, like, they're their childhood heroes all together on the red carpet. And I just thought nice. it was interesting. I saw him with Did the you cane. hear their joke, by the way? No, I didn't see anything of the Oscars. Right. Other than One of my favorite jokes oh. of the night, and I don't know if it was scripted or not, but Tony Hawk, they were talking about people that are the best in their craft. And mm-hmm. uh, the setup was that, well, like, nobody is ever the best because there's always, like, up-and-comers. And then Tony Hawk says, well, I think I think some people are the best at what they do. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and then he, and then uh, someone reacts, and he looks at Sean White and goes, no, no, I'm, t- I'm talking about you. And uh, then he follows it up with, well, you were. And I just really, <laughs> that's the part that I don't know if it was written, but I found that part very funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So a couple of weeks ago, I talked about Outlander uh, and I, I made this pitch that it, it um, was a, a time travel romance show. Right. And I said that there mm-hmm. was a lot of sex. All of that is still mm-hmm. true in the first three quarters of the first season. After that, it becomes a war show. And I just finished season two. I'm moving into season three. And it is very captivating, very compelling. And I don't think I have seen any buttholes or any wieners um, in the last... I'm so sad. Just titties. Season and a half. (laughs) Not even that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm so sad that we didn't save all this and actually do an episode of our podcast called The Butthole Cut and then (laughs) just talk about this stuff. (laughs) I, uh, I... Yeah, so Let's I find just, new buttholes, I guess. I, I want to I want to convey for anybody who my initial pitch kind of turned them off from it because of that. Um, it does that stuff does not prevail um, throughout the rest of it. It is a really, really like a, just a really compelling show, and the way that they weave yeah. together um, the future stuff and the past stuff is it's just really interesting. And I'm I'm like I'm. I'm captivated by it. So uh, I have stars, the stars subscription until April 5th. So I'm trying to get all of the seasons in before then. Oh my gosh. Um, That's like less than a week right now. Yeah. Or just about a week. And I have uh, three and a half seasons to go. (laughs) 
<laughs> to get caught up. So, um, anyway, wow, you have a ways to go. I hope mm-hmm. you have a good uh, project to work on. I've taken uh, I've taken the next week off of work so that I could do that. It's not true. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, Outlander is it's it's quite good on the topic of time travel and like anomalies. Cooper and I watched a show. It's a six series or a six episode arc um, on uh, Disney plus called parallels. And I don't know if you've seen anything about this show, Mm -hmm. um, but parallels is a show that I think was originally, um, I was trying to look up information on it and I'm not seeing a ton about it. It seems to have been scrubbed. Um, I'm sure I can find it somewhere, but, uh, Disney purchased the rights to it. It's not a Disney Mm -hmm. original in the truest sense. And, uh, I know that because it was filmed like overseas and, uh, the whole TV show is dubbed. Um, but it has like this stranger things meets, um, what was the other one that Cooper said? It's got a stranger things vibe to it and it's got, uh, some other TV show vibe to it, but there's, there's some time travel, Anomaly. Oh no, stuff. he's gone. Back. Oh, he's back. What? I never left. I heard you guys the whole time. You just flipped out for like 15 seconds. Oh, yeah. cool. One, one second. Let me clap so you can come back in. Got it. Hey. <laughs> uh, I don't know where I stopped. He I'll said it was like Stranger um, Things. It was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Plus another show. So it's like Stranger Things, but um, I, and there's like there's another show that Cooper related it to, and I can't remember what which one he said. Um, but it has uh, it, there's this like time travel anomaly thing that happens, and I'll read you the 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 one um, one paragraph synopsis or the two sentence synopsis. It says the lives of four childhood friends, Bilal, Romaine, Sam, and Victor, are seriously disrupted when a mysterious event separates them, sending them into parallel dimensions. They try to understand mm. what happened and strive to turn the clocks back in order to return to their former world. Um, hmm. We gave it a shot because it looked interesting, and Cooper and I like watching yeah. these. Oh, Sulphur Springs. He said it was like Sulphur Springs meets Stranger Things. Sulphur Springs is, a Di- okay. is another Disney Plus show Yeah, um, that deals with time travel. Um, this doesn't really technically deal with time travel in the truest sense because they're operating in parallel, un- uh, parallel universes. Um it's incredibly like interesting and the the questions of how this is happening and why this is happening and characters moving around and so like each character is is defined with like two or three different actors over the span of the show because of what universe they're in at any given time um it's uh it's really interesting it's and it's great for teens it's a, maybe a little creepy could be a little creepy for like a uh, you know, like a seven-year-old or something like that. Not because of the content, but because pe- people are freaked out. Like There's lots vibe. of like, yeah, the, yeah. Just the the strangers, the Stranger Things vibe of like what's going on. I don't fully understand what's happening. Um, could create mm-hmm. some anxiety. Maybe it's not like jump out. There's no jump scares or anything like that. But it is. It is yeah. a really interesting show, especially for preteens. So if you have a preteen, uh, you can watch that. Um, Did y'all and- watch Adam Project? By the way. I haven't seen it yet. I I, <laughs> I want to watch it after hearing Andrew's review. I'm not going to lie because it was the most uh, excited review I've heard so far. Well, it's, you said you were going to watch it with Coop, so I didn't know if you got a chance to. I did. I watched it with Cooper, and it, he loved it. It was 
really, okay. really good for him as a as a twelve year old. And yeah, it, it was great. And I stand Dang. by everything I said. I I enjoyed watching it again. It's only an hour and forty six minutes, so like the watch time is uh, it it runs quickly, and yep. it's Ryan Reynolds and all those things. So yeah, it was good. Um, and then my final thing was I read a book last week um, called Memoirs and Misinformation. It's Jim Carrey's book. Um, the actor and comedian Jim Carrey, Jimothy Carrey. Mm. Uh, okay. He, <laughs> I think it's uh, Carrington, but Jimothy Carrey Carrington. Short. But yeah, he goes by yeah. by Jim Carrey. Um, little <laughs> I feel uh, like this would be like the combination of like Timothy Chalamet and Jim Carrey for some reason, and it's terrifying. Um, <laughs> it's funny that you say that. So the, the the book I thought was a a an autobiography. It starts off with you know we we all know that Jim Carrey wrestles with some demons, right? Like he's he's gotten strange in the last decade, and many of his interviews kind of point to this idea um, where he talks about the his existence and our existence and whether or not we are we are real or just an idea and like all these things, right? Like and this is him in interviews. So as I started reading this book, um, it starts off with him laying in his bed, contemplating his own death and the loneliness and uh, of his existence and all these different things is where the book starts. I assume mm -hmm. that this is um, a book about his life, right? And so it plays as such. It then jumps back and talks about the end of his marriage uh, back in the 90s. Um, and then relationships that he's been in and he's using real names, real, real locations, real events, all these things. He's using all of this, the first three quarters of the book. And it's strange and it's weird, but we know that Hollywood can be weird, right? Like the people in Hollywood, yeah. there's, there's these things. Um, Nick Cage is a big character in the, in the book, a big, it's a, he's a friend of his, um, mm -hmm. Kelsey Grammer, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, um, Sean Penn are kind of like his kind of circle of people uh, among a few others. But in the book, um, about two-thirds of the way, after two-thirds of the way through or three-quarters of the way through, there's a pretty significant switch. And I'm going to say what it is because it's a book and it came out in 2020. You had a chance to read it. You still can. It's not going to like ruin anything. But it mm -hmm. was the thing that let me realize this isn't an autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> it's a novel and it's fiction. So I, I learned this because about two thirds of the way through the book or three quarters of the way through the book, an alien invasion happens on earth. And, <laughs> uh, and it, and it goes through this epic battle where Nick cage for the entire book is predicting this alien invasion and all these visions, how he's going to be, um, how he's going to be immune to the laser blasts of, the um the laser blast of the of the slimy black aliens because he is intended to to be the victor over them and ultimately he ends up being right that's what ends up happening and he has this immunity and he fights with the the aliens and it becomes like this yeah not post apocalyptic but apocalyptic book yes but you don't realize that it's that until three quarters of the way through the book can you um, do something for me and and also for our audience that's watching. Yes. Can you make the face that you made when the alien invasion happened and you thought maybe this isn't a biography? This is exactly what happened because I because I've been listening to it while I've been running and walking. Right. So uh, Jeff Daniels oh, reads the audiobook, which is fantastic. Wow. Um, yeah. And so as this thing started happening, 
I took my phone out of my pocket and, you know, I'm just, I'm going. I took my phone out of my pocket and I looked and I'm like, what the f And so then I clicked on the, the title of the book and at the top it says, um, Memoirs and Misinformation, a novel. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it was like, oh, what the heck is happening right now? Like, you, I was with you. This was weird. It was crazy. But then this happened. Like, what, what happened? Um, kind of reminds me of that movie, This is the End. Where it's like never seen it. all the celebrities at a party at first, and then like the apocalypse happens during that party. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's a bit it's like the celebrities, like as themselves, trying to like survive, and like Danny McBride eats up everybody's food and stuff. Like it's a yeah. really funny movie. It's, it's one of very <laughs> funny. Um, okay, finish your category, and then I'm going to give you trivia about this is the end during the break. I, I have just, one. Oh, I love that. I'll movie. just say this. I'll just say it's it's uh, it's worth a read. It's really creative when you realize it's creative writing. Um, it makes it a lot more uh, enjoyable. When you think that it's his autobiography, it's very, very sad. Um, and mm -hmm. I, I think there's probably some bouts of truth in in it uh, when when he's talking about his own life and his own existence in the book, just given what I've heard from his other interviews. Um, yeah, everything's but, true uh, except what isn't. <laughs> it was good to know, yeah, it was good to know that it was, you know, it's called Memoirs and Misinformation. So, the, the, those two worlds, I don't know where the where one leaves and the other one picks up. It's a lot like the Norm MacDonald book that I told you guys about several years ago where mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Like he's telling stories as if they're real and 90% of it sounds real and then 10% of it sounds outlandish. But it's also Norm MacDonald and all of these things could absolutely be true. So you just don't know what is what. Um, this is like that. So in, in terms of like an exercise in creative writing, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty great one to, to have on yourself. And if you listen to audiobooks, like if you're an audible subscriber, um, then listen to this one because it's Jeff Daniels narrating. And I, and I love that. So, um, that's awesome. yeah, so that's, that's my, my push for the book. Um, we can leave our, uh, around good. the table now and head on over into our categories. The master category section each week is when we get to talk about the categories we got the week before. We rolled the dice to pick those categories, and we pick our topics based on those categories. Now, last week, we rolled dice, and Lauren wasn't here. Uh, Tracy mm -hmm. actually rolled for Lauren. Um, so we didn't, we didn't even know, coming out of last week's episode, what our categories would be. Uh, the next morning, I shared those numbers with Lauren. She gave us our categories, and lo and behold, we have two brand-new categories that we've ever had on the show being yeah. represented tonight. And so I am going to be one yes. of those and Lauren's going to be another one. I got front mm -hmm. page and I'm going to go first because you just feel you struck like gold this week. Yeah, exactly. I did strike. I did strike gold much like Will Smith struck Chris rock in the face. So if you, yes. um, if you're unaware, that means you are off the grid. And also how are you listening? To really this off the grid <laughs> because yeah. <laughs> within moments, like literally within three minutes, I think it was the earliest that I saw memes had been created and shared worldwide. Um, last night, um, as of our mm -hmm. recording, last night in the Oscars, the 82nd annual Oscars, right? I think. Um, 95th, I believe. <laughs> I, think it's the, I think it's somewhere in like the 104th. I can't, there's no way to know for sure. But in None. the, uh, in, the <laughs> in Oscar... Uh, making Oscar history. I'll just say there was a lot of Oscars. Yeah, absolutely. Nine, in the 94th uh, Oscars, if I remember correctly. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, 
the uh, it's close. the first time that someone has walked up on stage and physically assaulted somebody on the show on air. In uh, it was wild. It was very wild. In um, <laughs> in the U.S. Immediately following the assault, uh, the the show cut all audio uh, for the for the remaining minutes of that uh, encounter. Um, but someone in Australia was able to capture it without any without any sort mm-hmm. of audio in um, interference, and so that that footage went viral immediately. And so everyone has seen and heard the shot or the slap heard round the world, right? So. Um, if you don't know, Chris Rock was doing his portion of the hosting, and he made a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith's hair, specifically referencing um, the the. I think he said something like he's excited about G.I.J. too. Yeah. Um, and if you don't know, Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, about four years ago, uh, she was diagnosed with alopecia, which is obviously a hair loss disease, um, and so. Obviously, people feel like the joke itself was in very poor taste. Uh, Will Smith, well, and we'll talk about the full thing here in just a second, but Mm -hmm. Will Smith, in response to this, walks up on stage and open palm slaps uh, Chris Rock across the face and then turns around and walks off stage. Doesn't say a word. When he gets back to his seat, uh, words were screamed and exchanged where he yells, Keep my wife's mouth out of your effing mouth uh, multiple times. Um, I think you meant to say name. What did I say? Yeah. Keep my wife's, wife's mouth. mouth. Well, yeah. I think he means both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I mean, I think he the sentiment is there. Keep my wife's name out of your effing mouth is what he yells two times um, mm-hmm. before Chris Rock kind of uh, stumbles his way back into trying to create some sense of normalcy. Um yeah, immediately, following, immediately following <laughs> that, they're, they go to a commercial break. And during that commercial break, I've seen lots of footage of mm-hmm. Bradley Cooper, Denzel Washington, and um, there was a third actor. Who, Tyler Perry, I think. Tyler Perry, who came in and, uh, you know, consoled Will, talked to him, tried to calm him down, tried to bring him back. And uh, there, was, there was a very teary-eyed Will coming out of all of those little powwows. Um, 40 minutes later, uh, true to iron, ironic form, Will Smith wins his first ever Oscar for Best Actor uh, for playing mm-hmm. um, King Charles, uh, for, for his role in King Charles. Um, King Richard. King Richard. <laughs> King, King Charles. You got, you got it. I'm just here for support. Like, so you just, like Richard whatever. I got you. King Charles. is second Oscars. King Charles. <laughs> Will Will Forte, uh, yeah, hits Chris Pine. No, Chris uh, uh, Prince King Charles is a character in Outlander. So I'm like very actively thinking about King Charles right now. Everyone just needs to calm down. We're gonna get through this together. Uh, You're all just a bunch of jerks. This is my category down here. You got this. That's a Goonies reference, by the way, for anybody. Um, Okay. Prince, King, <laughs> King Richard, yes, yes, he wins. He wins Best Actor uh, for his role in King Richard, in which he he immediately starts talking about how in 
in preparing for this role, he's learned that it is his job to um, protect people, to protect the people he loves, to be a vessel of love, to be um, someone who uh, shows love and comes comes around people. And he keeps saying the word protect, and he talks about this idea of... Um, um, Ah oh, man, I, I wish I could remember the exact phrase. I had it like I almost had it memorized. I've read it so many times today. I've read so many articles about this. He I've mentions being a vessel of love, a vessel of love, um, and and then he apologizes about two thirds of the way through. He apologizes to the academy. He apologizes right. to his other nominees. Yes. Never says a word about Chris Rock. Never once mm-hmm. apologizes about that. Um, and then Denzel, uh, he quotes Denzel Washington. Um, or he, Denzel yells something out to him, and he thanks he thanks Denzel for some of his words that he had he had mentioned prior. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Denzel told him, "The devil attack you when you're at your highest." That yes, was the thing. Right, that right at your highest moment. Yeah, that's when you're. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was it was surreal. It was um, all inspiring for all of the wrong reasons. I watched it last night. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you all my feelings about it, and then we. We can dive dive in a little bit onto like some of the controversy, some some of the natural controversy, and then some of like the weird controversy yeah. that's kind of surrounding it. Um, when I first watched it, I got a little sick to my stomach. Uh, Will Smith is somebody who I have I have maybe mistakenly put on this pedestal as a um, an otherworldly nice guy, like one of those like mm-hmm. uh, a guy who cares about people, wants to make people laugh and, you know, all these things. And every interaction I've ever seen with him um, has always been a positive one. So I've, I've, I had, you know, as much as I can look up to uh, members of the Hollywood elite, I looked up to Will Smith as like a good example. He's mm-hmm. someone yeah. that you would want to present. Um, and this that is just- to say that for this to happen, you could actually imagine it coming more from Denzel Washington than from Will Smith. Uh, I could actually see it happening more from Chris Rock to Will Smith. <laughs> like, yeah, that, like the, 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 point. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the reverse, right? And so um, anyway, it, it's, uh, um, it, it was shocking when I first watched it. It was upsetting, and I immediately wanted to have this. I had this sense of um, two, two thoughts. Like one was there needs to be some repercussions for this um somehow like there's something needs to happen and two i was i was uh incredibly impressed with how chris rock handled himself in what is arguably one of the most awkward moments in in hollywood um you know public history in a long time if not ever like it was very awkward and the way he controlled himself um the way he stood his ground both both mentally emotionally and physically like his feet didn't even move like he his feet were planted yeah. and he took yeah. the full brunt of a a will smith slap across a party the face. slap yeah um and uh because of that like i i was very very impressed with with chris rock so those were my immediate impressions before i went to bed last night and then I've read more stuff today. Now let's talk a little bit about the well before we get into that what were your guys impressions when you first saw it so I was watching the Oscars live and mm-hmm. I was completely shocked. Like I, I couldn't tell if it was real or not, like right, like in the moments it was happening, you know, like, because it's like, Oh, what is he doing? Like, you know, and like Will Smith was sitting like right in the front. So it was like, 
if it was planned, it was like somewhat believable, you know, but it was like obvious within like the next five minutes, it was not fake at all, just based on like everyone else's reactions. And like, uh, if this was planned, clearly they were the only two aware about it, I would say. Uh, I, I really don't think that that's the case anymore. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's just insane. Like, it's hard to like process because like, at first I definitely didn't like put it into the thought of like, I just witnessed an assault on live television. Yeah. Um, it was just like, holy crap. And then, you, you know, like, I didn't think the joke was that mean, but I wasn't aware of the alopecia thing uh, myself, you know? And so like, to assume that everybody knew that going into this is is a big jump, I think as well. Because it's like, I, I just like, that's, I think everyone in the world knows it now. Yeah, oh, now, yeah. now yep. for yep. sure. Um, but honestly, I think the biggest thing was just like surprise and like total, total shock. Yeah, like yeah. I I do agree that like I think Chris Rock handled it really well. Um, I feel bad for like especially Questlove because like they were like accepting the Oscar as this happened and it like completely shattered their moment and definitely had a shadow over the rest of the show where like all I could think about after that was like, is, is Will Smith going to win best actor after this just happened? And, and like, are they going to say something? Is anybody going to say something like, yeah. how is it? It was just like pure weirdness from that point on. So I, yeah. I and, and we were talking about this a little bit before Pat, Patrick and I, like, it kind of sucks that like, this is going to be the only thing that people talk about no matter what after these Oscars. Yeah, I if I mean if you want to know my uh what I felt, you can see it in real time in Slack because I immediately yeah, started yeah. messaging in Slack. But uh the I I mean initially I, right I, I was laughing when Will Smith walked on stage. I, I thought it was gonna be some type of like A possibly planned, although the way it was all handled, it didn't feel very planned because like Will wasn't mic'd up. And mm -hmm. uh the this but I, I expected that, him to that like that slap sounded mic'd though, because it was loud. Well, in fairness, there was a, a mic there, right beside Chris. He, I, yeah. That was just, anyway, me, so, that was just um, me making a comment on how loud the slap was. Yeah, so that that's what I was... Uh, so the, the joke was totally benign. I actually thought of all the jokes told or the jokes... Yeah, it was one of the less expect, offensive ones. I, I complete, completely didn't find it offensive. I saw her roll her eyes and, and whatever. Um, and uh, But yeah, I, I don't know. It, everything. Seemed, I was laughing when Will Smith walked up there. Slapped him, and immediately it's like, did oh, it's that not actually just happened. The fact yeah. that they cut the audio made it seem like, oh, something is really happening. And the fact that it cuts back to Will Smith, and he's like, his tears are kind of like his his eyes are kind of welling up with tears, and he's yelling. And at that and point, could, it's like you could read every word too. Oh, like yeah, I mean, oh, I mean at that point, yeah, it, it was completely obvious that it that that what happened had just happened. Uh, I was upset enough. My my one of my earliest reactions was I cannot believe they they did not remove him from the venue. And then yes. outside of that, um, I was upset enough that I would not watch his acceptance speech. I read the transcript after the fact, but I I just can't watch it. I I like I no, don't. That's fair. I feel like I don't want to hear the guy talk. <laughs> so yeah. that's how I felt. <laughs> so I th okay. So that that's that's interesting that you say that, right? So that leads us into this next portion of this, which is. Now going back and examining it, right? Examining everything mm -hmm. from top to bottom, like what happened? What what was the actual um, series of events that, that occurred? Well, upon a rewatch or 50, um, you will notice <laughs> that when he first says the joke, it cuts to Will and to Jada in the audience, and Will is cracking up at the joke. 
uh, Jada is not. She's rolling her eyes. Mm-hmm. She looks up. She she doesn't necessarily look upset as much as she looks annoyed by the joke. Then it cuts yeah, back to I, Chris, uh, who makes it. Who makes another comment, and then it cuts, and then Will is walking on to the thing. So something transpired in that millisecond between Will laughing. The yeah. understanding is potentially that maybe he looks over and sees that it's it's hurting Jada's feelings. Mm-hmm. Maybe she even says something to him or whatever. We don't know because we don't. It's not captured. But there's one moment where he's laughing, and then literally three seconds later, he is slapping Chris Rock across the face. And so there's a lot of speculation over what this means. And I didn't know this, but apparently there was a very public. Um, conversation with Jada Pinkett not too long ago about an affair that she had uh, with somebody uh, and her cheating on Will and all these things. And so there's lots Mm -hmm. of speculation about that now. That's being tied into memes. That's being um, like that. That is a whole thing. But the the question of like what happened, it initially it did not seem like he was offended. I think it was the seeing that his wife was offended or his wife was hurt by it obviously flipped a switch in him it's just such an extreme reaction though like you know like he had to get up and walk all that way and like you know you're on camera like live in front of the whole world like it seems he for such a minor joke yeah Yeah. like he and and like i don't know like he's under a lot of pressure like he was the favorite to win all night he's been like you know on this like Oscar campaign, you know, the last few months and like maybe like all of that combined like pressure, you know, with like just this tipping point, I guess, like got to him or something, but it's just like hard to imagine what was going through his head. Yeah. And then obviously there's all of this speculation of whether or not it was real uh, because the Oscars didn't reference it later on. Um, you know, because there was no, like he, because he wasn't removed, seemingly nothing happened. Um, so there was like yeah. this, there was this, I don't want to say conspiracy, but this idea, this is a publicity stunt because Chris Rock is going on tour in a couple of months. And this just puts that more in, puts Chris Rock in the limelight a little bit more. There's all these things, but there is a police report filed. It is on file with the LAPD. Chris Rock has yeah. officially, as of right now, not filing, um, uh, he's not pressing, not pressing charges, charges against him, yeah. but it is public knowledge that the LAPD has said if he wants to press charges in the future, they are open, or it, it, he is within his rights to do so because it was a very, very visual, um, there's there's yeah, no way around obviously. it. Yeah. He, he did it. Like The thing ha- actually happened, um, and there's no question about it, and so- um, there's just a lot uh, around it. And here's, here's my, here's my, my two thoughts on it. So I thought the I thought the whole thing was, was gross just all around. Yep. Like it just felt yeah. gross. It was, it was a poor representation of, of humanity. <laughs> and I, and I actually mean that from both sides. I think Chris Rock would have known. Yeah, about, I don't want to let him off the hook. Right. I completely. think, like, yeah, it's I not think fair. he would have known about what was, what's going on with the ailment of her. I mean, these people kind of run together. Oh, that sounds poor. That's terrible. Hollywood people <laughs> run together. <laughs> maybe he um, maybe he should have known or his joke should have been screened. Just Well, exactly. You know. Right. And something tells me that, that that one wasn't like on the script. I think that that one was just like an off the cuff off the kind cuff. of thing from yeah. him. And it's it's in poor taste. The joke is in poor taste because it is it deals with a very, you know, specific um 
disease that she it's it's you know like it just you don't sign up i know you sign up and you 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 guys have talked about this in slack a little bit patrick when you go to these to these award shows you sign up for a level of ribbing for sure like for sure you do um and there i think is a bunch of ribbing that could have been done and could have been made that didn't specifically reference a physical ailment that i think would have been a better choice for for chris rock um, is this the worst thing that's ever happened? Absolutely not. I don't think so. But to remove the idea that he is poking fun at a, at a disease, that's not okay either. Right? Like that's I, not I, an okay. Yeah. Thing. Not, not, I not. disagree. That's I mean, funny. I, I dis, I dis, and, and comedy is subjective. So of course you get to, this is an art form. Mm-hmm. So the people don't need to be on this the same page of it. The thing we can agree on is that uh, the the violence is completely wrong. <laughs> That's sure. not a subjective yeah. thing. Um, but uh, in in my opinion, for whatever it is, um, the the two ways I see it: one is in relation to what you would expect from someone like a Ricky Gervais, which is pretty regularly performs at at award shows in these circles. Yes, um, this this is frankly nothing compared to some of the jokes have been told in relation to jokes told that evening like if i was to rate what i felt like were the most inappropriate moments a the i think the joke about their open marriage was more inappropriate that happened early in the evening but b there are some jokes like um uh the joke he made right before that joke in my opinion was much worse about like javier bardem and penelope cruz like oh if but like if you if she loses, then you have to lose, like kind of thing. And it's like, haha, your wife type joke. Like but it was just really dumb. Like there was, yeah, I mean, there was a there was a joke early on the evening where one of the hosts felt up a guy. And I remember thinking, like, yeah, can that you was imagine can you imagine flipping that? I mean, like the this uh haha sexual assault is not funny. So like that was ridiculous to me. You have uh what's her name after the the Chris Rock incident happens. You have Amy Schumer coming out and doing that joke about uh, what's his name's wife being like um, a seat feller, which is like wildly weird and tone deaf given what just happened. So like yeah. even in the context of the evening, I don't think it was even close to the worst thing that was told. And in terms of like ailment, I don't want to be insensitive, but the two things I'll say, one, she is not a secondary character to their relationship they are equals in terms of being actors or actresses and so in my opinion she's just as fair game as any other person that's there and the second thing is we're not talking about a life-threatening disease uh and that's the part of me that goes in saying like well you shouldn't talk about something that's that's physical where is that line because people I, I think i think that is the line that you're asking height, i think that's pe- people will absolutely make jokes about people's height people make yep. jokes about people so i'm saying like i think that's ridiculous to say that that's specifically where the line is and i also think that the guys out there like doing his job so it's fine to think it's in poor taste again it's subjective but i personally don't think he has anything to apologize for in my opinion and i in this, the scope of things and just comparing it to what happened that evening and in these types of shows, this seems wildly benign in my opinion. Yeah. I, d- I think I, just, I do this... agree with that for sure. Like that. It's like on the scale of these jokes, like this was nothing like <laughs> if so. So I think the difference, and I don't think the difference is necessarily, I still think it was in bad taste. I'm not going to excuse sure, it. Fine, I, yeah. I don't think that, I think the difference is 
not just the physicality of it it's the it's the disease of it right like it's a it's an illness it's a it's a sickness it's not it's not somebody's just uh it's not someone's height it's not someone's weight like it's not those things and i know that people get hung up on those things too like i know i know that those can also be in poor taste i'm saying if you're talking about a line for me it's when you're referencing somebody you know put your put yourself in that position Right. Put yourself in in Will's position in that in that situation where somebody is um, is doing the exact same thing to Mackenzie. You would be upset by that. I wouldn't. I, I, I'm sorry, but I'm telling you, I would not because I would have leaned into it and I would have turned it around about how strong Mackenzie is comparing her to like a soldier or something like that. I would have turned that around immediately and that would not have been a sour point. McKenzie and I actually talked about this. We had a conversation of this about how we would respond yeah. if it was one of us in that situation. And we both agreed, A, we would have never, we would have been upset had the other person gotten physical on our behalf. That would have well, been for like, sure. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. this the second mm-hmm. thing, I mean, is like I, I'm just saying that I would have leveraged something like that to be a positive. I would not have fed it by it being a negative. Now, maybe that's my personality. Maybe it's because I feel like I grew up in a big family and had to have thick skin or whatever. But also, mm-hmm. they've been on this circuit. They're seasoned veterans. Like this, this is not. Uh, I this think is that not part the of it same is so hard. As, to... Yeah, it's it's not the same as attacking your wife or your husband because they live completely different lives than we live. I, I and mean, I totally, I totally get that. I think. Uh, what big fat cow dog just said in our chat is, uh, given the context of what we're talking about right now, it feels yeah. wrong to say that. Um, uh, what Will did was pure entitlement. Switching over to him, I, I do think that what Chris Rock said was in poor taste, and I don't think that it was the best thing he could have done. Um, I don't even think it was as funny. Like it, it feel it didn't yeah, it even feel like as joke, funny yeah. to me. But anyway, none of the jokes Will's- were funny. Will's reaction was, and that was the one of the first things I thought was, how entitled do you have to be to think that you can walk up in, it's like uh, it's like in um, uh, The Ringer with Johnny Knoxville, circling it back over mm-hmm. to Johnny Knoxville, where he goes, yeah. you picked up and my seats, you picked up my CD in broad daylight and you scratched it. It's like that, right? <laughs> the audacity to walk up onto stage where you are being filmed in front of millions of people all around the world and to think you can get away with slapping, assaulting somebody, that is pure entitlement. I 100% agree with What that. What is, one thing is like, maybe he got caught up in the moment and that's one thing. The entitlement level comes in when he sits back down yeah. and doesn't leave. Yeah. That is nuts to me. Because like, I do Well, because his award that, like, hadn't been announced been, like, yet. One commercial. Like in between where the Oscar people were like, what the hell are we going to do? Do we kick him out? He's going to win, you know? And like, there's a reason he was sitting in the front of the whole show. So like, it would have been noticeable if he left. And so like, I don't know. I don't think that was maybe the best decision to let him stay, but like, do and I think, I think he kind of dug the whole deeper with this acceptance speech, to be honest. So like, I don't know. Can we, be he doubled, he doubled down for sure. He doubled down. Can we please ever like, this is, Okay, uh, <laughs> here's the one thing I love to happen. Let's just not drag Jesus into this. Like, you assault somebody, let's not compare it to, like, being uh, somebody carrying Jesus' love forward. Like, like that's the type of stuff that is so, uh, like, 
the lack of self-awareness, like the, I I don't know that the way to make the word incredulous into like incredulity or some junk, there's like a way to make it happen. Yeah. Incredulity sounds amazing. It's just (laughs) insanity to me that, that, that you have an assault take place. You have a person like physically uh, like uh, uh, attack someone because they didn't like something they said. And then that's, immediately get a standing ovation from a, a the, the room of people yeah that's yeah. like everybody in that room should be ashamed of the fact that they all allowed it to continue and then celebrated him winning an award yeah now i don't think the academy's gonna take the award from him just because of like precedent set with people like roman polanski like i i don't think he's gonna lose the award uh yeah. maybe i mean i would hope he would face something i mean yeah. they've said that they're investigating what they're yeah. gonna do and it, it could be like but a suspension like at this of some point sort. like they didn't kick him out of the show they didn't kick him out of the after party like you're, the only option they have is like to take it away from him or, yeah, not, but, or but, not allow him back for some they, they could suspend yeah, him for some amount true. of time I, yeah. i'm just saying like it's unlikely they'll take it from him given the precedent set with other people like roman polanski's banned from the academy and they didn't take his oscar so yeah yeah um there's a lot yeah other examples it's too, but, just yeah. what happened last night is you had a, a large scale very public very uh, massively you could argue one of the most influential groups worldwide collectively condone something that is awful yeah and yeah it, it, it's it makes me one i have to apologize to andrew because there was one time andrew was saying that he was boycotting an actress and i kind of was like well that's ridiculous you have to separate the art from what they do personally i was wrong <laughs> I, like i won't <laughs> be watching Will Smith stuff i just can't bring myself to do it it also makes me not like want to watch the oscars anymore moving forward unless they take a strong stance on it uh, the whole thing, I, I genuinely believe, is like, it's like just so shocking. It's incredible. It's Sorry, yeah. very sour taste overall. I think you yeah. know. So, and I've seen a lot of people on Twitter talking about like comedians being, and not necessarily like super super famous comedians, just like people who want to be also that are saying like, well, does this now like give people the idea that they can just come up and slap people right. if they made a joke they didn't what, like? What precedent like, does it set? Yeah, for for because like the-, the Oscars is a fairly like prestigious and like you know an event with security. Like you know if you go to the the you know the comedy store or whatever, Houston. you might not have this. Yeah, you might not have the same. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, safety net that you would have of being on live TV. And it's like a little scary to think that, like how that could escalate, you know, and I see their side on that as well. Yeah. So we'll, we will, we'll leave that conversation there. There's more yeah. to unfold. I'm sure as, as more comes out about it, but it, it was, uh, it was definitely on the front page. And so what a way to christen our new category um, and on the yeah. night of the Oscars, Lauren, why don't you take us into yours? All right. Uh, so I got trivia, another new category, and I had present, and it just felt like the right thing to do was Oscars trivia. So I've got uh, about 10 different questions kind of covering different Yay! Oscar things. And um, you guys can participate. Chat can participate. Um, let's use the honor system. Try not to look it up right away. Maybe only if you get stuck. <laughs> and I'll help you maybe with some clues. Because uh, okay. some of these are, are tougher questions. Is it, but... is it the actual Oscars event itself? Because I didn't watch a single second of it. It has nothing to do with this year's Oscars. Okay. It is more like overall Oscars People named Oscar. and kind okay. of general Oscars and stuff. Yeah. Oscar uh, Nunez. A little, a little, yeah. <laughs> a 
It was funny. Uh, one of the I googled like Oscar trivia. There's only been one actor named Oscar who ever won an Oscar, so it's kind of funny. <laughs> I don't remember his, who it was, but anyway, okay. So he first question. Trash can. Right. <laughs> uh, how much does an Oscar weigh? Okay, I'm I'm What's not going to do polls for this. We have to do guess. Okay, uh, how much does an Oscar weigh? Let me Google it real quick. Wait. For just for reference, it's uh 13 and a half inches tall. It is yes. a solid metal. So that'll be my clue for you guys to start with. It is a solid metal and it's 13 and a half inches tall. It's a solid base too as well, right? Mm-hmm. I think the base is included. But there can in be that. very light metals. I have I so, have a, yeah. I have a number. How do we how do we want to do this? I'm gonna say wait, 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 how are we gonna do this? Well, they, they, we, we're just going to say, say what like, we think they are and she'll tell us if we got it. But we're checking chat as well to yeah. see who gets closest. I'm yeah. going to go with with pretty light. And mm-hmm. I'm going to say... I'm going to say four and a half pounds. I'm going to say... What's the, right. over, what's the over under? What do you mean? Like, what are what's the um, allowed amount of overage? Like, a half a pound either direction still means that you're right? Oh, yeah, I'll say that. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Uh, then I'm gonna say six pounds. That's what comes to mind for me. And uh, chat is right. saying 15, 18, and 10 right now. Yeah, well, big fat cow dog, too, got it closest. It is eight and a half pounds. Which Wait, is okay, like a baby. oh, yeah, I guess that is close, but not without going over. If we're going prices right rules, I won, people. We're not going, prices okay, yeah, right you're rules, right. I'm sorry. sorry, I was we're, just going closest. To we're sorry, big fat cow. You're very close, you're very close, both of you. Only two pounds off. <laughs> one and a half. Um, okay, this is another fun one. Because I uh, feel like if it was 15, you'd see people hand it, and then you'd just see the wood. Yeah. <laughs> like every single time. Yeah. <laughs> that would be funny. Okay, so um, what person has won the most Oscars? They were nominated for 64 awards and won 26 of them. Can we ask if it's male or female? Yeah, it is a male. No, and it is. It's not an actor or actress. <laughs> it is, but it's it's someone you would know, like uh, like you know, like think directors, producers, okay. those okay, type okay, of okay, people. Okay. So I, like, I got it. I know who it is. Yeah, uh, it's Steven Spielberg. It's a really good guess. Hold on. Yeah, you guys, let's get some answers going. I Chat, needed, you got any I ideas? needed music going to this. I'm gonna put in music slightly behind us. Don't worry, it doesn't affect the recording. Oh, great, great. Uh, this isn't Oscars music, though. This is just something to, like, fill in the thinking space. Yes. Um, to be clear, I was trying to define the rules, and Patrick just wanted us to blurt things out. So if there's a rule set that says, like, oh, okay, you ask the question, we give 60 seconds for people to answer, and then Okay, we... yeah, let, that's that's a good idea. Okay. We'll give 60 so we seconds have a score, a timer for this We one. have a Scorsese guess. We have an Eisner guess. Uh, These are very those good are very guesses, good. Guys. Williams? Uh, John Williams guess we have uh, we haven't gotten it yet I'm gonna say Andrew said I already said the right answer it's Steven Spielberg (laughs) Andrew (laughs) said Spielberg you told me that it's not an actor or actress yeah which ruins my guess because I was gonna guess someone like Michael Caine or some shit I don't know Michael Uh, Caine Caine. um gosh I uh, yeah, just the master of TV and film here, Patrick. So you I'll have just go all, in, right. all I'll do is I'll keep it in the vein of what everyone else is doing and just say like James Cameron because that's in the vein of all the other guesses. 
These were all great guesses. No one got it right, though. And, but the real answer is Walt Disney. That doesn't count. That's not a person. <laughs> I didn't say Mickey Mouse. <laughs> all right. This is in the same vein. So um, which actor or actress has the most Oscar nominations and then has won the most Oscars? Is, is, this, it, is it? Are you saying for actor and actress, or just the one person that has most nominations and then most wins? Yes, this, the second one. So the person who has gotten the most Oscar nominations ever, and then the person who's gotten the most Oscar wins ever. I I agree that I think Kreider was the closest on the last one because he said Eisner. Yeah, that that is closest. That's closest. I yes. feel like I ha- I have an idea. Chat is really good, and that's why I can't look at them because mm-hmm. they're they're affecting my guesses. So I have to. I'm physically covering them up now with my hands, so I can't see them. Oh, okay, um, got it. I'm gonna start the the clock now. So I'm, yeah, I'm covering up. Chat. Okay. Most noms and most wins. You guys are doing good. Chat's keeping it alive. <laughs> You're doing great, chat. Keep it up. There's no way I'm going to get this. I think this one was hard. Some of these are hard, but I think the answers are interesting. So it's okay. Even if you don't get the answer by guessing. It's okay. I, okay. I know who I think it is. Um, hold on. Let me look up a movie. They were in. Let me just look up the answer name. real quick. No, no, no. I'm not Googling. I, I can't remember their name. And so I'm trying to like put in a movie they were in so I can just get their name. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's acceptable. Um, All right. Okay. Right. I think Christopher Plummer. For okay. noms. Uh-huh. And so we're we're getting two different answers right now. Yes. You have to have noms and win. It's okay. I see, I think because look, he's a plumber actor. Plumber actors do lots of work. That's a good joke. Um, so I think <laughs> they have lots of small roles. That's the deal. So I think Christopher Plummer. Okay. Maybe someone older, right? And uh-huh. then for wins, it's not it, but I'm going to say it's like Judy Dench. I'm going to okay. say Andrew. for nominations, I'm going to say uh, Anthony Hopkins. And for wins, I'm going to say Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep's actually a good one. I just didn't want to use one from Chef. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Meryl Streep is the actress with the most Oscar nominations. So ah, there we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chat got that one right. And then the actor who has the most wins is Catherine Hepburn. Wait, no did I say her. that reverse? Did I get that right or no? I, no, I, you I, said it reversed. Well, you got it wrong. Record, so we'll you find said, out later, but yeah. <laughs> so Kate Carlton got Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep was such a good guess. Yes. And I saw yeah. her guess and was like, oh, shit, that's good. I got to cover it up now because I don't yeah, want to She got use... that right away. So, Kate, you you definitely nailed that one. I can't <laughs> knowingly use any of chat's guesses. So now and I'm you say Kristen Stewart is the most wins? Catherine Hepburn. Ah, Christmas. <laughs> Sorry. This is her first Oscar. Catherine Hepburn. Catherine Hepburn was uh, the Kristen Stewart of her time. That's not yeah. Classically. She won awards. I love okay. that. <laughs> All right. So the next question is uh, keeping on the topic of like most wins and stuff, there is a three way tie between the movies that have won the most Oscars, which is 11 Oscars. Uh, can you name any of the three movies that have won the 11 Oscars? Avatar or some junk, Titanic, maybe. You love the- James Cameron, don't you? You just Bruh. love him. Bruh, I mean, the mo- Oscars love James Cameron, his so it's a pretty good win. <laughs> His movies win. 
I wouldn't be surprised if it's if something wild like there will be blood I wish or some Jurassic junk. Park is like, what did you say? I wouldn't be surprised if it's like there will be blood or some wild one like that that like cleaned mm-hmm. up that year. I, but I do feel like Titanic was a big winning year. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's Titanic that's the only one I'm like confident about is Titanic. not Avatar, not Avatar. Why not okay. Avatar? Because it wasn't as good. <laughs> like it, it wasn't as like I mean, it wasn't as, it wasn't as critically received. Like it wasn't received as critically. Isn't well it as the, the story that Gone with the Wind played in theaters for like a year and a half or something? Yeah, it did. I'll yeah, have I to look so. it up again. Anyway, um, and I think Kreider right. also said uh, Clark Gable. What is <laughs> he's. You guys, and you are just like in the pocket on your stuff. I think he's won some Oscars, (laughs) so Um, it's not a bad guess. (laughs) He definitely won my heart. I I would say, (laughs) I would say, what did I just say? Titanic is one. Um, What was the one a couple years back? You know what it wasn't? Dune. They only got 10. (laughs) Chumps. Oh my god! I wish it was the labyrinth. <laughs> there's, there's, there is no Jim Henson movie that will ever get eleven Oscars. Eleven is huge. Don't no, never say never. I, I will will it. <laughs> we've seen lots of like sevens and eights and nines. I feel like, but like mm-hmm. eleven is a ton. The other thing too yeah. is that we never see all the technical awards. We only see the major awards. So like it's, it's kind of hard to keep track unless you just know the trivia <laughs> well i follow all yeah. of the films and filmmakers on instagram so i see all of like the backstage awards too yes all right so, yeah so the timer has elapsed i'm gonna give the answers now the you guys nailed titanic that was that was one that yeah. won 11 uh ben hur i think is the hardest one to think of and then i did know this one for sure and it is lord of the rings the return of the king that like swept that year. Good for it. <laughs> it deserved it. A little mom and pop. That was challenge. my favorite Oscars like ever because they just won everything. And I was just like, yes. <laughs> that was a great year. All right. So uh, this is a fun one. So. Um, oh, Avatar based- only got nine Academy Awards. I apologize yeah. that it didn't get a lot. It's a garbage Chumps. film. I knew yeah. it was ass. I really don't like that movie. So <laughs> I knew it was ass. <laughs> All right, so based on Rotten Tomatoes ratings, which Best Picture winner is ranked the worst and the best? That's what? tough because I think realistically, if so you go back older, the... you'll have a lot yeah. of 100% winners, like rated. I will say both answers are older movies. So it based on your Rotten Tomatoes score, which Best Picture winner is ranked the highest and the lowest? And I will give you guys the link to this article afterwards, like the the rankings, because I was like angry after I read some of these. Okay, I know I know the worst would be Freddie got fingered with Tom Green. (laughs) I mean, for for best, it's going to be like a Citizen Kane or something. I feel like because the thing is, Rotten Tomatoes obviously would have been around. I've never heard of the movie that was the last one, but okay. Um, like, like Rotten Tomatoes one. obviously wouldn't have been around at the time. So these are retroactive reviews. So things that are held in high esteem do better in retroactive reviews. Yes. So I feel like the best is going to be a very famous film like that. Um, so yes. I, I feel like it's it's going to be something like that. Worst, I would have to be staring at a list because I have yeah. no idea. Yeah, just the, let's just narrow it down then to picking the, the best one, the one that's rated the highest, which uh, has I, a 99%. I agree. I think it is Citizen Kane. Unless it's something like what's that one like Twelve Angry Men or was that an Oscar Ooh. winner like oh it yeah could be, I feel like it, that would have been 
it could be something like that, for instance. I just don't know if that was a because these are specifically best picture winners, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, I will give you guys the answer. It's a little. It's, I feel like once you hear, it, you're gonna be like, "Oh shit!" Uh, it is Casablanca. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, I was like, I, I, I'm not a big fan of that movie, but it's one of those ones that's like very, very famous, you know. Yeah. <sighs> uh, I did. Freddie uh, Fingered get the uh, best picture. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here is not. the link, though, to the uh, article for this, just because it was like crazy to read those rankings because I don't agree with a lot of them. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, tell, right. tell them worse so they know worst, even though we're not guessing it because we don't know all called- the best picture winners. Yeah, so it was a movie from 1929 called The Broadway Melody, which I've never, ever heard of. So, <laughs> hmm. so Oh, yeah, uh, 40% Broadway Melody, you garbage. Yeah, tale. it's interesting because there's like a big jump. It's like 40s and then it's like 70% movies that are like at the bottom of the list. But like Forrest Gump is like at the bottom 10. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, Man, the amount people. of 98%. But yeah. there's a, a bunch of 99% as well. So they have to be switching and going off of just number of reviews. Because there's like a, yeah, a six-way tie for like first in that case. Yeah. All right. Well, now I've got three last questions. And these all have to do with like crazy Oscar moments a la the slap. Like things that can kind of go in that category. Um, so there was one actor who refused his Best Actor Award in protest. Can you guess who the actor was? Actually, yes. Um, it was in pro. It was protests about Native American rights. Correct. Yes. Yes. And you're it, on track. Oh, what's his name? Someone put his name in, so I remember his name because I know what it's about. I've seen the clip. Yeah. From it, and I cannot think of his name right now. <laughs> oh gosh. He's a very famous guy. I know. I know. Do you want me to tell you the movie that it was from? I think, oh. I mean, I have my guess as to who it is. I don't know any of the story. I just, just say I who you guess. think it is. Well, I'm not going to say who it is. I, we're letting people guess, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let, let people <laughs> guess. Right? Let people guess. I, I have who I think who I would think it is in my okay. head. Okay. I hate him blanking on his name. I but hadn't like, heard I've... about this up until like uh, like reading like this today, you know, about like other crazy Oscars. Did, <laughs> did you watch the video? I did not. Yep, there's a video associated with it as well. Yeah. Okay, cool. I just cool. thought of a second person who it could be, but I'll stick with who I who I think it is first and then All right, you guys just want to go for it or do you want a hint? Yeah, I think it's Sean uh, Penn. That would be very believable. He has threatened to melt one of his Oscars I heard uh, recently. Yeah. So <laughs> but the answer is Marlon Brando. Yeah. Dang, I could my, not think of that. My second person was cl- more closely related to him, and that's Al Pacino. I think if I'd given Marlon you guys Wings. the movie, which was The Godfather, which is like, that's kind of crazy that he refused that best actor uh, Oscar. But like, yeah, obviously that's very impactful. So good for him. Oh, The Godfather um, is one of the ones that won 11 awards. Not according to the Google search I did <laughs> earlier. <laughs> I thought we were still All guessing right, what uh, those are. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. It is the only, like, uh, only one where the, like, the like sequel and the movie before have won, you know, like Godfather one and two one. Uh, cars uh, and cars cool. two. <laughs> I guess Toy Story as well. Uh, but anyway, uh, so in 1981, the Oscars were per. Excuse me. In 1981, the Oscars were postponed within less than 24 hours' notice because of what event? 
1981. Berlin Wall. Uh, Desert Storm. <laughs> I'm thinking of big events that happened. In, what? Yeah. That would be 91 or 90. It would, it would be, no, it would be late 80s. She said 81. I'm just, I'm throwing out events that happened in the 80s. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> I was a kid when Desert Storm 80s. happened and I wasn't born until 87. I know. You're yeah, a I, was, baby. I was not born when this took place. <laughs> uh, I might have yeah. made these questions too hard. I apologize. <laughs> these are incredible. And my mom would absolutely know the answer to this, but I have All no right. idea. Because your mom is the real, um, is the real master of TV and film. That's right. Yeah. And she was alive in 1981. I'm going to well, say it was like uh, uh, some sort of riot was happening. Okay. Andrew, do you want to make a guess or just hear the answer? I'm going to say that it was a kick-ass sale at Kmart. I love it. Yes. Very good guess. Uh, the answer is uh, an assassination attempt on Ronald Reagan. Oh, dang. <laughs> that could do it. Yeah. And he like, was up for best up o- for, for best actor that year. <laughs> it and was when he, he was president. Loved, I should say that. <laughs> he loved Kmart. Is that what you said? He was huge into Kmart. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this one will probably be like really, really hard to guess, but I'm just going to like throw it out there and you guys can That's tell fine. me if you just want to go skip straight to the answers. Um, the Oscars have only ever had one tie win. Um, you want to guess what category it was for instead of who it was with? I think that'd be too hard. Best audio <laughs> editing. Was it for like a, a primetime category or like a... Uh, it was for a big category, yes. Then it would be okay. best picture. I think it was for best actor. It was for best actress. Got it. Ah! Yeah, so Your close. <laughs> I did think this was just interesting to hear. It was between uh, Barbara Streisand and Catherine Hepburn. Catherine Hepburn. Who came up earlier. It's one yes. of the, uh, you know, uh, she's won the most Oscars. And this was in 1969. So just and they literally just said like, ah, you're both great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess there was like a genuine tie with the votes. So they both got Oscars. Okay. I kind of, I wonder how many Academy members there were. So I think now there's 9,000 Academy members. Back then Uh, there were four. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it was really easy to get a two and two split and it was hard. Gary and Jeff just wouldn't budge. So (laughs) we just gave it to both of them. Give it to Barbara, I I guess, as well as as, uh, Hepburn. (laughs) I did see some crazy trivia that like when the Oscars started, it only had like, I think it's a 250 people in the audience or something like really small. Oh, and it was in like a hotel, event. like lot or not a hotel lobby, like a hotel, yeah. like banquet room, ballroom or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So just they've grown a lot. <laughs> Even if this may be the last Oscars ever, we'll see. <laughs> is that your last question? That's, that's dark. That is my last question. What's Who knows? I mean, just- Lauren. <laughs> I just feel like it's like between this and like all the other things that have been going wrong with the Oscars for so long, like this really might have been like the last straw. <laughs> so, well, it can't be because I got to pay for that fancy new museum they just opened. The what's weird- oh my God, that stupid advertisement throughout the entire show was one of the other worst things about the Oscars. This year. I almost <laughs> donated money to that, by the way, because I was getting the emails. I of, don't mind that it, the but... museum exists. It was the way that they advertised it. It been the Oscars. It you was like... very obnoxious. Um, it, let me throw this out there because the Oscars is obviously struggling with ratings. Um, and no, I'm not a conspiracy theorist that thinks that all of this was manufactured to get ratings. Uh, I because don't think that. No. I would assume Will Smith's uh, 
crew is not dumb enough to risk all of his celebrity over something that stupid. So it all that happened. But anyway, Oscars needs ratings. And there's really... The direction I think people are expecting is for them to embrace more of the kind of modern U.S. television vibe, which is more movie clips and more comedy and more music and, and shorter form factor and all this type of stuff. And I personally think that would be the absolute death of the idea of awards to celebrate great craft. I personally would like if the Oscars stripped back, did not try to hold necessarily such a prime TV spot and felt more, almost got even more regal and felt even more true to honoring the best in their field instead of trying to make it fit and capture the attention of the average viewer. I think it's well, yeah. I think that their like attempts to kind of reach out were so flat and like just didn't work. Like, like the perfect example is the opener when DJ Khaled came out and just like it was a thud. Like it just had no nothing excitement and like that was the tone of the wait. Like, another like, one. <laughs> another one. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's and that's and that's what I'm saying. Like, I would much rather they say, "How can we truly make this about?" awarding experts in their yeah. craft and and that doesn't mean only showing best actor and best actress that that means people across the spectrum of technical fields how can we make that the primary thing and then whatever audience wants to join us with that that's great but i think this idea of we have to make this where uh the same demographic that watches the super bowl wants to sit through three and a half hours of this after watching asinine. about like 24 hours plus of long sad movies like it's yeah. not necessarily for everybody and that's okay so just like not everybody watches the super bowl either like so i i don't know it feels like a very uh square peg and a round hole situation and i i wish they would frankly scale it back 50 percent <laughs> but that's not going to happen the 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 goal is to grow 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 and so somebody in chat made the comment that it felt closer to the MTV movie awards. And I'm afraid that next year that is what we're going to get. Um, and it's, it's yeah. people already don't lend credibility to it. Going farther that direction is going to destroy credibility completely. In my opinion, I think the only way to regain credibility is to make it more insider, not more open. So anyway. Yeah. Okay. I would just say they maybe they're going to need a major course correction in some way before next year. Yeah. Fun trivia making us feel Thank you. stupid. Yeah. The best trivia. I, I'm sorry. They were um, a little harder than I realized. I'll have to come up with a better way to like do trivia in the future. <laughs> maybe just don't click expert mode. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were fun questions at least to like learn this stuff. So sure. hopefully you picked up at least one new trivia fact for when you go uh, to the next contest. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Patrick, I think that just leaves you. Hey, okay, I've got a, a very nice and easy one for you. And this is Devs React to Speedruns. So I have uh, past games. By the way, trivia, I want to say this. I have an idea for bringing Trivia Night to the show, like do a whole show that's just trivia. And yeah. I've already found a source for all the trivia. 
and really all that's left is for us to do it. So if you like trivia, we want to do like real, like multiple category, like trivia. I'm pumped for it. Just throwing that out there. Okay. Devs react to speed run. So I have past games and this is absolutely past games. This is a uh, part of the IGN YouTube channel. And, uh, and they have several um, kind of shows that appear on this channel. It can be very annoying to maybe find specifically these episodes. So I have included a link to a playlist uh, in the show notes so you can find them quickly. But the way this show works is a very sim- simple premise. You have devs uh, that, and, and, and it's not just developers. I mean, it's, so it's called Devs mm-hmm. React, but it can be developers. It can be composers. It can be writers. It can be any number of people. But basically people that, that worked on a game sit down they're they're mic'd up and they watch someone speed run their game that they worked on uh it plays a lot like a movie commentary you watch the speed run in real time so if it's a hour and 30 minute long speed run you watch an hour and 30 minute long video and if it's a six minute speed run you watch a six minute video um but it's with and let me contextualize real quick what a speed run is so we know exactly what we're talking about Speed running is the act of trying to get through a game as quickly as possible, and this means exploiting bugs and mechanics in the game to make it happen. Um, and so by being someone that worked on the game and watching this, you're basically watching something that you invested months or years of your life into producing, and you've probably invested this like 30-hour arc that you want someone to experience with all these like story beats and notes and climax and instead, some guy just bugs it out and blows through it in six minutes. Like, in, you could consider this amazingly disrespectful to the art of actually crafting one of these digital experiences. Uh, and, and some people watch it, and, and you almost they they almost sound hurt by what's happening. <laughs> but there are some people watch it that, that find it to be a completely beautiful experience because you have you're watching someone that so loved what you produced as an artist that they devoted a large percentage of, well, their year or multiple years to mastering it on a level that other people will never experience, right? To learn all these, like, these stupid, gritty details that... that like, you have to play a ton to be able to do a speed run. Like, it's not your first try. Right. Yeah. Uh, and what's amazing is the the stuff that's uncovered. There are some things that are uncovered that that a dev will say, "Oh, we knew that problem existed." Like, "Oh, we knew that." Or <laughs> I was watching one, and the dev said, "Oh, actually, we put that in there intentionally because whenever we push an update to the game, we have to play test the entirety of the game." And so they put they would put in this game they had purposeful skips to speed up their play testing, and someone discovered some of the skips. Oh my god, that's hilarious. There's another case. This was actually in Doom. They had these portal rooms that you're not supposed to be able to access. But again, devs had left these portal rooms in that by hitting this room, you could go to anywhere on the level. And like speedrunners had found these portal rooms that they they should have just pulled out of the game. Uh, so it's very interesting. So some of this stuff is known. Some of this stuff is very intentional. Some of this stuff, you're left with people just scratching their head. Some people are talking about if they're going to go patch it after the fact and like fix these exploits. Yeah. Close the um, loop. So the 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 variety in response is just really interesting. But the other piece of this is you also learn a lot more about games you love. So if you watch the speed run of the original Halo, you learn so much about the behind the scenes of actually crafting the game and what went into it, the type of deadlines they were 
under, the things that got cut from the game, the things that almost didn't make it. Um, and you're not just learning it about <laughs> development. You're learning ab- uh, about uh, level design and, and art and the music. There's one song in Halo that has this like haunting female voice singing. And it the turns song, out it, yeah. it, uh, not, not the main song. It, it happens song? on yeah. like level three. And it turns okay. out it's like this guy composer that pitch shift his voice and did it like 11 o'clock <laughs> at night, you know? And, and these, you learn all these stories by watching these people reminisce about uh, these games that they built decades ago in some cases. It's just it's kind of like the director's commentary of the video game, sort of. Like, absolutely. That seems really cool. Absolutely. I found these very enjoyable. The majority of the ones that I've watched, I've never played the games before. Um, but I, I'm not worried about the spoilers. I enjoy seeing it. But I just love to hear people talk about their craft. And they talk about it in a very candid way, but also about some very technical de- uh, details that you would never hear through a traditional interview. And I think that's what makes me most excited about uh, listening to this series. So anyway, again, YouTube, IGN, um, devs react to speedrun. There's a link to uh, or speedruns. There's a link to the playlist in our show notes. I highly recommend uh, checking it out. Throw one on. Give it a watch. Find a game that you played when you were younger. Find a game that you like or that you play now or you really enjoy. And you will absolutely learn something about the game. You'll absolutely learn something about the humans behind the game. And you might also learn some tricks you can incorporate into your own playthroughs. So that's it. That's awesome. Awesome. Uh, Cooper loves watching speedrun stuff. And it's it really is amazing to watch uh, people... Yeah, I mean, they're exploiting the games for sure, but uh, to watch how they, I think you said it well, Lauren, the people who are doing this actually love the games so much that they have played them for untold number of hours yeah. to to figure out where these things exist. And that's that should be a some form of flattery, right? Like they have, they have yeah. spent yeah. the time in the universe enough to be able to do that. So, okay. Um, I think that's going to be it for this episode. We need to roll some dice to figure out what we're mm-hmm. talking about next week. All right. Uh, let me go ahead and pull out my dice. I'm hoping for something. I would love to get a 20 this week. That's what I would like this week. I'm just going to put that into the universe. Uh, and also, anybody that has ideas, next week is Lauren's birthday. She'll yeah. be selling. The day of her birthday is the day we Twitch stream. Yes. Which means we need to celebrate her birthday. So if anybody has any ideas about how we can surprise her. Can we do uh, at least just... 15% more butthole talk? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's for Lauren to decide. It's her birthday. Um, yeah. <laughs> I got an 18 and a 1. An 18. Oh, wait. Oh, never mind. Sorry. Uh, you got TV. Wonderful. All right. Easy. So that's past television. So you'll get to hear why I think Lost is the best show ever. Um, who's rolling last? Uh, who's... I just rolled. Okay, already, so I guess I will I... roll last. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, I got a six. Oh, I also got TV, so we're going to have to re-roll. Sorry, no, Patrick. I put my dice up. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> I can re-roll if you don't want to. No, we, we will no, both these are the rules. the rules. We knew what we were okay. getting ourselves into. I'll re-roll while you're uh, getting yours. So I'm uh, switching to a 16 now, and that will be books. Awesome. 13 and a 1. 
still passed. Future books. 13. James. Awesome. All right. You said James? Yeah, I'm talking about James. James. <laughs> if you pronounced, if you were to pronounce games the way you pronounced animated GIFs, you would call it James. Uh, I let me throw this so out many there. James. Ryder <laughs> did just suggest that Lauren should pick all the categories because it's her birthday. Ooh. That's some bullshit. Roll your dice, Andrew. <laughs> all right, here we go. We're gonna roll. I'm okay with books, really. Thirteen. Yes. Thirteen. Winner, winner, chicken. I just got four thousand one hundred and eighty. You just rolled the same as Patrick. I roll a thirteen. Yes. I gotta re-roll. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <In> my books. <laughs> do we want to do another poll? <laughs> so people can no, 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 no. Here we go. This is a lead roll. Eleven. It's one. Still passed something. Okay. Well, uh, Texas. I I rolled there a thirteen and a one. That's what I had rolled before. Well, you're thirteen now. You can have games, and it's no, uh, no, 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 not again. Game. That's just what I rolled. The oh. I rolled the exact same thing. Patrick rolled. Okay. Okay. Wait, wait, sorry. So what'd you say? My eleven is. You said taxes. Heck, sorry. <laughs> I rolled 13. a 13 again. <laughs> so Well, games is yours at last. <laughs> and I rolled a three. So that's future games. Um all right. Tech. I took I took all of your all of your uh all of your channel co tokens, channel coins, Kate. Sorry about that. Okay, yeah. so that's going to be it for this episode. You can find all of our show notes and links to all the stuff we talked about over at mofone.network uh, and while you're there you can join our Slack conversation uh, you can hit the, li the link to join our Twitch um, follow us on Twitch you'll know when we go live for things we do things periodically throughout the week um, every week and of course we record this show live every week on Monday nights uh, at 7pm central time so whatever that is for you you do the math we're not mathematicians we can't be held responsible for that um, and then uh, while you are at it, you can uh, like and rate and review on iTunes. And I think we have a review to read this week. <gasps> do we not, Patrick? Do we? Ooh. We do. And it's uh, for it's, I've heard a rumor. <laughs> it's already in the Founders Lounge. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, let me pull it up. 10 out of 10 gold blooms. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, I'm the worst friend and just took the time to figure out my Apple ID login to leave a review. Love hanging out with Andrew, Patrick, and the other one. Just kidding. Her name is Lauren. <laughs> I feel like I need to reread that. Sorry. Love hanging out with Patrew, Andrick, and the other one. <laughs> Wait, did you say Patrew and Andrick? He Please. said yeah, that. I did. Did I actually absolutely do that? did. Oh my God. <laughs> that makes me so happy. If someone in chat could please clip that, that'd be great. Thank yes, you. Patrick and Andrick, can we please get that clipped? Please. Preach. I did not do that on purpose. <laughs> so in the end of this review ends, they make my workday so much better and enjoy hearing about new things every week. Thank you, Kate. <laughs> uh, Kate, thank you for your review. And you can be like Kate. And leave a, an incredible review as well. And if you tell us to read it in a specific way, um, like Strong Bad, Maru is having some trouble over there right now recovering. <laughs> I'm so I can't believe I did that. You can, uh, you can do that. And once you once you leave the review, we will read it um, on air. Hopefully you're saying nice things. But even if you don't, uh, we will we'll read it. So um, just drop a drop a nice a nice little deal to us over there. 
Um, is there anything else? Oh, you can become a patron by by subscribing. <laughs> by besmirching the show. <laughs> you can become a Twitch subscriber. That's what we call them. Uh, yes. On Twitch. And if you already have Amazon Prime, it doesn't cost you any additional dollars. Uh, it's it's part of it. If you, you already have Prime Gaming, you get one free subscription every month. You can come back time and time again and give us that subscription. Super helpful for us. Um, and uh, I think that's all, right? Join the conversation in Slack. I think I already said that. We continue these conversations on in the Slack channel um, at all hours of the day and into the night. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that's it. So for now, you can find us on social media at M of One Podcast, but then you can find me at Andrew Sale with threes instead of E's. I am at Not Cool Co. everywhere. And I, I am, am at. at... <laughs> I can't. <I'm sorry. laughs> <laughs> I get, I was getting distracted trying to read this thing where I got gifted a sub, which is really funny at the same time. <laughs> we gifted our other host a sub. <laughs> it's random. We can't control it. Kind of seems like nepotism, if, if I'm means, being honest. Which is just really funny. It I means when it her sub You won it the first time, too? <laughs> It means her sub <laughs> elapsed, and so therefore it went to her. Which was like last week, so I didn't realize until uh, I got on today, and I was like, Our oh, own host do don't subscribe to this don't show. To. What is that messaging? <laughs> what is that messaging? <laughs> uh, and then, Patrick, where can people find you online? At Kreider Design. And you said not cool, Co. I'm fairly certain of it. Um, but for yes, now, we're, we're going to get out of this episode. I'm Andrick. <laughs> I'm Patrick. <laughs> Peace out. Adios. Bye. <laughs>